Hello, everybody. It's Friday night, which means it's time for the Sam and the Big Man NFL podcast after a wild weekend of wildcard football. It's a very good evening, Sam Zickman. How are you, great man? David, it's great to be with you. I'm uh, very excited to get into tonight's podcast. There's some interesting results to talk about. We're into the playoffs. This is where, you know, the really every game's an important game. Every game's a massive game. It's win or go home. There's no double chances in the NFL. Um, and yeah, really exciting weekend of, of NFL for us to discuss tonight. Sam's been very busy and may not have heard the news in the last hour. Um, Meatloaf has passed away in the United States. Unfortunately, he's remembered in this country for a, uh, an interesting performance at an AFL grand final at the MCG. However, if you grew up when I did, uh, Bat Out of Hell, everybody in Australia had either a copy of Hot August Night by Neil Diamond or Bat Out of Hell, My Meatloaf, and it dated pretty well. 43 million albums later, and uh, he passed away this evening. So condolences to the family. And if you do go ever back and have a chance of listening to Bat Out of Hell on a quiet day, it's still a it's dated very, very well. It's grandiose, but it's a superb recording. And 43 million copies later, Sam, it's an amazing bit of bit, bit, it's an amazing performance. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I wasn't aware of the news. Obviously, sad and condolences to the to the family of uh, Meatloaf. And look, I think that you know that that ill-fated performance at the at the grand final is probably just because of how big a name he was. You know, I think people were probably just like Meatloaf. It's a, it's like you know, it's like having you know, getting um, Jay-Z or Kanye to come out and play the grand final now. Like, this is a massive, massive name on the world stage. And, yeah, I mean, look, I, yeah, it was an interesting performance. But, yeah, he's um, he certainly lived a life, didn't he? He lived a great life. He's actually in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. He's actually the original film of it. He's actually the dead person in the room in, in, in the casket there. He's actually in that film, which some people might not know. So anyway, uh, we move on. Some amazing games, a, a few blowouts. The, the first game was actually probably the best game of the lot. Um, but let's go through the results. Um, now, there's a, there's a, I think there's only one home team that got resold, and we'll discuss that. And I'm just waiting to see if Sam Zickman's got a black armband on him. We're doing this on Zoom at the moment. Now he hasn't, but he is wearing a dark-coloured shirt. So you'll t- you'll find out why shortly, everybody. The Bengals 26, the Raiders 19, and it's the only game in history in the NFL finals where both teams have kicked four field goals plus. The Buffalo Bills were lethal against the Patriots. Dangerous and scary. 47-17 in, in minus 14 Fahrenheit in Buffalo. The Buccaneers played football for three quarters and then turned off the Jets in the last quarter. 31-15 over the Eagles. They didn't get out of second gear. The Dallas Cowboys looked like they were playing Division A football for two and a half quarters and then finally got serious in the last uh, part of the game and probably should have had an Hail Mary to finish the game off. San Francisco did enough 23-17 in the only upset. Um, th- that's the only game that Sam and I both picked that we both got it wrong. Uh, we did have a d- disagreement on another game, uh, but that was the only game that we uh, that we both picked the, the, the losing team. The Kansas City Chiefs look equally very good against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Ben Roethlisberger's last game of football in Kansas City. That was played in a much milder one, uh, 33 degrees Fahrenheit. And then the Arizona Cardinals have fed and gone to sleep in the last eight weeks. The Rams belted them 34-11, and it was not close. It was just a shellacking. Matthew Stafford gets his first playoff win. Uh, we'll get it over and done with, as we always do consistently. We'll go to the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. 
The press this week, especially the talk shows, have been scathing on Dallas. I mean, they've got the they've been eviscerated in the press. They've just been shellacked. The offensive coordinator, Dak Prescott, uh, Callum Moore, Dak Prescott, uh, Mike McCarthy, they've all been pogoed. Uh, I think one of the things they'd forgotten is San Francisco played pretty good football and their pressure on the quarterback was unbelievable. For two and a half quarters, they were outstanding, San Francisco. Sam, over to you. Dallas 17, San Francisco 23. David, this is a tough one. I know we had a conversation not long after this game ended and my mood's definitely lifted. I think I was pretty down on the dumps when we had that conversation. So flat and so disappointed with how the Cowboys played. Um, Probably what disappointed me the most and I guess the two words that sum up the performance is underprepared and undisciplined. And that's really disappointing from a, from a Cowboy supporter's point of view. We had a team that had enough talent to go further than they did. And look, credit to San Francisco. They played incredibly good football for probably just under three quarters. Um, you know, we got the customary pick from, from, um, from Jimmy G that let the Cowboys back into the game. That was what needed to happen. The Cowboys needed to get at least a turnover. That was um, poor, by the way. That was poor. such a poor decision. There are a couple of poor interceptions of the weekend, but that was at the top level. So was Kyler's, which we'll discuss later. But yeah. that was not good because it was the exact wrong moment to throw yeah. that ball. It was exactly what. And look, Dak's, Dak's interception was was terrible. Let's not forget about that. But Jimmy Jesus came at the wrong time for San Fran. Yeah. They were just about putting the Cowboys to bed and that just lifted the spirits and Cowboys got going. And, you know, people may remember that the Cowboys did this in their last playoff game when they lost to Green Bay a few years ago in a, a in a, um, I think it was a divisional round game where the Cowboys had had the bye, finished as a top, as a second seed in a, in a top six system, got the bye and did the same thing. Started poorly, and then charged home only to get beaten at the end um, with a Mason Crosby field goal from about 50 yards out after Aaron Rodgers had a phenomenal pass to get them in range. But that's just what the Cowboys have done in playoffs. And they came in so unprepared. They were poor for the first half at least. The penalties they gave away, geez, every time, six pre-snap penalties. is committed just really disappointing work by the Cowboys. So um, yeah, I'm, look, I'm really disappointed. I can't hide that fact. I'm a, you know, I love my Cowboys and I really thought we had an opportunity to go a little bit further, but wasn't to be credit to Jimmy G. Uh, Debo Samuels is an absolute master of playing the running back um, wide receiver double. He can go anywhere on the field. And jet sweeps. He lo- that jet sweeps like it's made for him. Absolutely. I mean, the first two drives, I was expecting that San Fran were going to win by 40 points because every crossing route that Ayuk and Samuel had, the Debo had, was just 16 yards, 12 yards, 15 yards. And then Debo was running at 12 yards and he wasn't being touched. Um, you know, the Cowboys defensive line, and t- I mean, Van Der Esch actually had an outstanding game and he was one that was on the chopping block a few years ago, but they kept him and got rid of Jalen Smith. He played really well. Micah Parsons, who's obviously, you know, a phenomenal player, had a really solid game as well, but... You know, they had their opportunities. Fred Warner went down. Um, Bosa went down. San Fran had no luck in the second half and they still got the victory. So credit to them and best of luck to them. They've got a really tough assignment going to the frozen tundra to try and beat Green Bay, but that's going to be a wonderful game. So, yeah, well, well done, San Fran. They, they continue on and the Cowboys are headed into the offseason. Question without notice. Does Mike McCarthy stay or does Jerry get rid of him? Jerry... 
I think most people, and it may not be common knowledge for those that don't follow the Cowboys closely, he's such a faithful person with coaches. He just yep. sticks with coaches through thick and thin. Uh, so I think McCarthy will survive. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Kellen Moore. You know, there was a lot of talk about him getting a job, but I just don't think he's been that 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 high performing in the last six to eight weeks. Uh, so you know, he may not he, he may not and Dan Quinn as well. I think that you know he he may well go, which would be unfortunate because he's turned that defense around. So he's the one I'll be paying big bucks Quinn to keep because he's the potential future head coach of this team, unless they can, you know, um, get Sean Payton across from, from New Orleans, which is what I'll be doing. I'll be throwing the kitchen sink at Sean Payton to get him across to the Cowboys. Uh, but I, I think McCarthy, based on the track record of Jerry, will, will survive, and he probably shouldn't. So um, just to let everybody know, these, um, the San Francisco 49ers have actually got the night game on Saturday evening in America, and Green Bay's forecast is very pleasant for the next five days, not <laughs> Today, minus 21 Celsius. Sorry, minus eight maximum. Then Saturday, minus six. Sunday, minus 11. Monday, minus seven. And Tuesday, minus 12. So the Green Bay Packers are going from the lovely and, and, and very pleasant um, Jerry World in Arlington to go and play outdoors at the Royal Lambeau Cathedral. Good luck in minus eight. Well, it's going to be in the so it'll be about minus 15 Celsius, ladies and gentlemen. Typical day in Green Bay. And this is one of the reasons that Green, Green Bay always covered a top seed because they are very, very hard to beat in cold weather. Tampa did it, Tom, last year, with, I mind you, without a crowd. The next, um, going back to the start, I thought the Raiders and Bengals was actually a pretty good game of football. Very tight defensively. Both teams kicked four field goals, everybody. And in the end, the Cincinnati's defense held on and did a good job. Joe Burrow gets a playoff win. The Raiders, Sam, played way the second half of the season. They showed glimpses of having enormous ticker and they've done extremely well to get into the finals, into the place. I've got to give them credit, but Cincinnati, good football side, don't know how much, and they're dangerous for Tennessee. They are dangerous. Absolutely. That, this was probably turned out to be, you know, obviously the, um, you know, it was game the, weekend. Games, the first game, but it was a very good game of football. I think it was set us up. There were some disappointing games. This wasn't one of them. This was a great game. Put Derek Carr, battled on, as he did. It was almost like the season just personified the Raiders. They just never say die attitude. You thought they were out two or three times in this game. In fact, they were driving to potentially tie the game or potentially a two-point conversion to try and win it. Um, obviously, the interception at the end was disappointing for, for Carr. But look, they played really well. I thought Josh Jacobs had a really solid game. Yep. Um, on the, on the Raiders' side, on the Bengals' side, Joe Burrow is just impressing me so much. Um, you know, he showed a lot at LSU, but he's really coming into his own now. You can see the connection and the, you know, the, the confidence he has in, in DeMar Chase. Joe Mixon's solid. You know, they've, they've got some real weapons. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they're actually playing pretty solid. Logan Wilson's a wonderful player. Um, Pratt had a really good game. Look, Eli Apple, who's you know much maligned, you know he's he's doing okay for them as well. And Jesse Bates the third's pretty pretty solid. So I'm really keen to see what they can do. And I think the Bengals are a really good chance at winning in the divisional round and moving on. Both AFC games are going to be crackers. We'll talk about the other game in a minute because it's all world game. The other AFC game. Uh, Sam, I watch a lot of in preparation of this and, and the last couple of years from working on this podcast, which I really, it's our second season. I really enjoy doing it with you. It's great to talk football. I, li- I look at a lot of guys on, on YouTube and, and on Facebook, and one of them's Colin Cowherd, who, who I don't always agree with, but he is fascinating to listen to. 
And he was talking about the differences with the Patriots and the Bills. And he said the he, his indication was that Josh Allen is such a talent and that the Bills are so good that for Patriots fans, unless they go and gamble and get a top-shelf quarterback, and the name he meant, the names he mentioned were Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, um, they're gonna the Buffalo is gonna win the division for the next five years because Mac Jones, very good player, played good, played well, good player, good quarterback, smart. And Buffalo belted them, Sam. I mean, this was a thrashing. 47-17. When you consider the last game they played in Buffalo, this was a remarkable result and actually a scary result because we both thought at the start of the season Buffalo would be very dangerous. They, they were super impressive. Josh Allen had the Superman cape on from the start of this game. He was phenomenal. He had just such a such a good game. And, yeah, you're right. Look, the Patriots should be really happy with the season they had. They were, you know, they were pretty solid. Mac Jones has improved a lot. And it's interesting what you, you talk about the Colin Cowherd and, and the way he's positioning it because they're probably in a relatively good position to do something like if they're willing to trade Jones. Because Jones has draft, he has capital. He could he could yes. be traded. He's someone that a Seattle or a Green Bay or whoever it might be. Not so much Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. There are teams that will trade um, assets for him uh, if the Patriots would like to try and pick up a, a Russell Wilson. And look, you know, if you're a, although there'd be some hesitation, people saw the relationship breakdown between Brady and Belichick towards the end, and they may not want to put themselves into that system. You know, everyone always says if you're going to be on the Patriots, you've really got to put, you've got to check your ego at the door. Um, a lot of players may not want to do that and go into that system, but yeah, you're exactly right. The Buffalo Bills, when they get it right, and we all expect them to have a better record than 11 and six this year, but they really proved just how dangerous they are. Singletary's had a phenomenal second half of the season to give them the running back that they needed because what that's doing is that's opening up the field for them. It's opening up time for, for Josh Allen. It's opening up the field for Diggs and Knox um, and all these wonderful receivers, Sanders and Davis. There's so many players. I mean, Cole Beasley pops up occasionally. Um, you never know if you're going to have Cole Beasley week to week because of his stance on, on vaccination. But, you know, when he's there, he's a good player. So the Buffalo Bills, whew, tell you what, I wouldn't want to be playing them. They look uh, amazing. They did look amazing. We'll talk about their game in, in, in a few minutes' time. I think it's one of the games of the decade. I really do. I know this decade's only a couple of years old, but that game coming at Arrowhead, oh, my goodness. Just the way it worked out with that game. Like, that that should be a conference championship game. This happens to land in the divisional round. It does. Tennessee just sit back and watch and think they're lucky stars that they came first. The Buccaneers 31 over the Eagles 15. This was a training gallop for Tampa. It really was. Um, Jalen Hurts, not a happy day. The Buccaneers destroyed them. Don't worry about the 15 points at the end of the game. Uh, the Buccaneers in second gear, I don't know how much further they can go. I think they've got an enormously talented and difficult opponent coming to Tampa. I think that's the only reason that they're a real show. But they belted the, the Eagles. It's as simple as that. And the Eagles are another team that have to go back, sit, go back to southeast Pennsylvania and think, do we have the, the quarterback we need for the future? That's right. The Eagles go at the moment as Jalen Hurts goes, and unfortunately for them on the on the weekend just gone, that was not very well and not very far. Uh, he was poor. Eagles were poor. This game was over early and it was over quick. 
And credit to Tampa Bay, they just rammed it home. And you're right, you know, the 15 or so, the 16-point margin does a lot of favours to Philly because it was not that close. But I tend to agree. And I know we're preempting our picks that we'll do a little bit later, but this may be the last game coming up for Tampa for the year. Kansas City roll, rolled on. It's as simple as that. They are – God, they're a dangerous side. That Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and who and threw for a t- uh, touchdown – Pittsburgh had a crack, just weren't good enough. They were poor in the first half. Kansas City again took the again the twenty-one point margin is flattering to Pittsburgh. Great career, Ben Roethlisberger. Pittsburgh have got some interesting choices to make. But for mine, um, we both tipped Kansas City by plenty. Um, I must admit, in the first quarter, Pittsburgh held them very well. But after that, they just got rolling, and they were they went from being a tie to Corolla to a Rolls Royce in a real hurry. Yeah, you're not wrong. The the this game was yeah. It, it was not as close as 21 points. It was a smashing. Pittsburgh got a pick six and scored the first touchdown of the game. And then, you know, Kansas City really woke up after. Because the first quarter was was punts and neither offense looked like they were getting any traction. And then as soon as, as soon as they got behind, the Kansas City Chiefs just put the foot. I mean, they scored 42 points, but they did it in two and a half quarters, really, um, once they got moving. Thought the interesting one, obviously, um, I'll admit that I got the Philly game wrong. I thought that might have been the upset, but I, I did say that I thought Big Ben might throw a touchdown with his last pass of his career, and he got within three yards of doing it. He did. Very, very close. I watched uh, quite a bit of that game, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah Kansas, Kansas City were professional. They didn't let him do it. And um, glorious career. He'll go to the Hall of Fame, twice the Super Bowl champion. Um, Cal Hurd, interestingly, did another um, piece on Ben Roethlisberger, and reckons that he never actually got the best out of himself for over a long time, which is a really interesting thing to say. Um, he thinks he was better than actually what he showed, which is an interesting statement, but great career. And we'll talk about who Kansas City's playing next week because, honestly, it's the game of the decade for mine. It's going to be sensational. Yeah, and in the last... Right. Sorry? Sorry, yeah, I just think, yeah, it's 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 really appropriate that I think both of us call out and just say, yeah, congratulations to Big Ben on a wonderful career. It's, you know, there, there are very few quarterbacks that do what he did, which is win Super Bowls. Um, yeah, he, he may have left a little bit out there, depending on what you believe around the way he looked after his body and the types of things he did in the offseason and obviously had the motorbike accident, which cost him a little bit and maybe some of his athleticism. But credit to Big Ben and he's headed to the Hall of Fame and there's not much more you can ask of a quarterback than that. And the last game, the Monday night game, was actually disappointing, uh, unless you're a Los Angeles Rams fan. The Rams belted the tripe out of Arizona, 34-11, at the the venue where the Super Bowl will be held, the extraordinary SoFi Stadium in Inglewood in California. What Kyler Murray was doing, not taking that safety and giving up that interception, was beyond me. Arizona played like they were... I'm putting the eyes wide open. They were a deer stuck in headlights. And Los Angeles, who are a very talented and a very dangerous football side, absolutely destroyed him, Sam. It's as simple as that. Yeah. That uh, shortest interception for a return for a touchdown in NFL history, three yards. Um, He should have gone down. Colin Murray just had another. And look, it's unfortunately, it's becoming his resume. um, And potentially the resume of the Cardinals. They start really well. They look good. He's a, he's a smaller quarterback and he wears down and that's what happened again this year. He lost some weapons, yes. Um, is Kinsbury the right coach for him? I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether he'll he'll survive uh, either, which would be very tough. I mean, he probably will because they, they've won a lot of games, but just they faded so badly. They were poor. They probably shouldn't have made the playoffs in the end. Um, 
And the Rams treated them with disdain. They were far too good. I mean, Stafford didn't even have to do that much. He only threw the ball 17 times. They just did it off the back of their running game. Um, so, yeah, the Rams are dangerous. Good to see Odell Beckham, um, you know, get a touchdown early. And I thought he played really well. And, and good to have Cam Akers back out on the field. Although Sonny Michelle looked solid as well. I think Cam Akers is, is the one they're going to need if they're going to win a Super Bowl. He's got to run well uh, to open up the field for the receivers. Getting us on to the divisional playoffs, ladies and gentlemen, and here is the draw. So these are Sunday games in Australia. The first game at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, the Titans hosting, so it's Tennessee hosting Cincinnati. The Saturday evening game, as said before, in about minus 15 in northern Wisconsin, Green Bay hosting San Francisco. Then we get into the afternoon game on Monday Australian time. Well, well, it's actually Sunday their time, but the early Monday game is the Buccaneers hosting the Rams in South Florida. Sorry, Western Florida. It'll be nice and pleasant down there, 18 or 20 degrees. And then pff, all you got to say is Kansas City hosting Buffalo. Sunday night football at Arrowhead. That place is going to be crazy. And this has the potential to be, this could be a 54-51, 51-48 game. Anything's possible in that game, but we will go and do these sequentially. Sam, who you got? Tennessee or Cincinnati, this game in Nashville. Um, uh, you go first with this tip, and then I'll go first with my tip with 49, the San Fran and Green Bay. I've got Bengals, David. They're impressive. I think they're going to be too good. Uh, we'll wait and see. I haven't heard whether Derek Henry is going to get activated for this game. I'm not sure whether it will matter. I think the Bengals are playing too well. The Titans are a, a, a bit of a oddity. The fact that they did get the bye, they're, they're the – Statistically, the, the weakest top two seed um, in NFL history, I believe, a statistic that I was reading during the week. It could be in a long time. I think the Bengals have just hit them at the right time. They're in excellent form. So I'm going to tip an upset in the first game, and I'm going to go Bengals. Tennessee's played in a division where they get Jacksonville and Houston twice. So there's four gifts. Uh, Indianapolis did make things interesting. Um I watched Tennessee play Buffalo earlier in the year and I thought they did a very good job on them and that's got permutations for later on. However, I'm going to agree. I think the difference is here that Ryan Tannehill is a serviceable top 40% quarterback and Joe Burrow's elite. And although this game's in Nashville and Cincinnati is none and seven all-time in playoff games, Sam and I agree. Cincinnati by three for me. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, really, really close. Yep. San Francisco's played extremely good football to get here in a tough division at AFC West. That is not easy. They're going to Lambeau Field on a Saturday night. The Packers have had a week off. Aaron Rodgers has had three weeks off his toe. Can San Francisco win? Possibly yes. Will they win? No. I think Green Bay will win and win by 7 to 10. Agreed. I think San Fran will make it interesting for the first half. Um, Aaron Rodgers will just be too good. Devontae Adams is outstanding. I think he'll he'll come to his own. Um, it's going to be tough conditions. Green Bay by a touchdown. So we're at the moment, we're right on track. Now we get to a really, really interesting choice of games. The star-started Los Angeles Rams playing the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers without some weaponry. Uh, Los Angeles with most of their weapons there. Aaron Donald's going to make Tom Brady's life miserable. This could be a fascinating game between two very, very talented sides. Who you got, Sam? I've got the Rams. I think the Rams are going to be too good. I think they've got too many weapons. They're going to 
Tom Brady, if there is any knock on him, and there's very few because he's the greatest ever at the position, uh, but a pass rush is really what he doesn't like. And a player like Donald, I think, can get to him. Um, so I think the Rams, I think they'll win by a touchdown. I've thought about this for quite a while. I agree. I'm just concerned that the top, there's so many players missing from the from the Tampa Bay list at the moment, yet alone um, what the enigma wrapped up in a mystery Antonio Brown was doing. I think that Godwin missing is not good. There's doubt over Fournette. Ronald Jones is iffy. I just think they've played so well, losing so many players. They are resilient. Stafford has to keep... If Stafford throws more than one interception, they'll lose, okay? And the key to this game is I think Sean McVay will come up with a system where Matthew Stafford's throwing screen passes and not throwing into danger and won't throw it more than 23 or 24 times. I think the Rams will win, but I think it'll be by a late field goal. So at the moment, Sam and I have got the same. Um, and that sounds extraordinary that both of us have picked both away sides, but let me tell you, Cincinnati and Los Angeles can both play, and the Rams are dead set scary. I the, the Packers do not want to play the Rams in the conference championship. I'm telling you right now, nobody does, yep. because if they get back home to play Super Bowl, gee, they're going to be hard to stop. The only team that wants to play the Rams is the 49ers, because the Rams cannot beat the 49ers. Correct, correct. Wait, and of course, if that happened. If that bizarrely happened, that would be back in LA. Okay, so, and then we come to amazing, a, a amazing, mind-blowing game. This Walk is, out your calendar for this one if you can. Oh, it's ten thirty Australian time on Monday morning. Unfortunately, it's a um, some of us have to watch highlights packages, but that's okay. This has got all the potential of being a world-class game of sport. Um, think European Cup, semi-European Cup final. These two are, this is like Barcelona playing Munich or Barcelona playing Paris Saint-Germain or uh, when I was a bit younger, AC Milan. This is massive. Kansas City at our head hosting the Buffalo Bills. Where do you start? World-class quarterbacks, massive, superb offensive uh, uh, options in Hill and and Diggs and, and Kelsey and Allen, and it just goes on and on and on. This game comes down to who is the better defense, and that's what leads my pick here. I'm actually going to tip Buffalo by a touchdown, and the reason I'm choosing them is because I don't think Kansas City's defense is overly good, and they could give up 28 or 35 points. Yeah, I think that's a really valid point. I, can, I think on this on paper, that's the matchup that potentially throws it in favour of the Bills because of the, the Kansas City's defence. And I just don't know whether and, and Buffalo's is okay. It's certainly better than Kansas City's in general. Um, if this game lives up to, to what we think it's going to be, it would be a hell of a game because it we're building it up so much. I just feel like it's it's an um, such an amazing matchup. I'm so excited for this game. I feel like it, it could deliver anything. It could be, it could just be a showdown to whoever has the ball last, and, and that's what I think will happen. I think whichever quarterback has the ball last um, will win the game. And we're going to differ on this one, Dave, because I just think that I just think Patrick Mahomes. We'll get it done. I think he'll find a way. Somehow he'll find a way. He, they may not look like the best team on the day, but I think they'll win. And I think the Chiefs will win by 
under a touchdown with a, a game-winning drive at the end. So that's the only game that um, Sam and I disagree with. So if the playoffs go as we think they'll go, Cincinnati will travel um, to either Buffalo or Kansas City for the Conf- AFC Conference Championship, and Los Angeles would travel to Green Bay for the NFC Conference Championship. So we're, the only one we disagree on is that world-class game of sport. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, if you get a chance to sit down and watch it, I'm going to watch as much as I can on replay when I get home on Monday night. It's just, it could be, it, the little things that happen, um, a little shuffle of feet to take an impossible pass, someone flying in to pick up a fumble, um, a tipped pass, just little things like that. Uh, don't be surprised to see both teams go with jet sweeps and with alternate quarterbacks and with all sorts, all sorts of interesting things. To, and and also, Kansas City's got to shut down Josh Allen on the run. If they don't, they're in trouble. Yeah, that's right. There's going to be trickery. There's going to be just some amazing... There's going to be some passes at both quarterbacks that you're just going to... We sit back in awe. I'm, going to, I'm really looking forward to seeing what these two... Because it's going to take their best as quarterbacks to win this game. And, and obviously, they've got to hope that their defensive lines um, can get to the, to, to the opposition quarterback. But ultimately, this is going to come down to a battle of the quarterbacks. And it's going to be one for the ages. So just to run through the final schedule, Sunday Australian time at half past eight, it's Cincinnati visiting Tennessee. At a quarter past 12 on Sunday, it's uh, San Francisco visiting the frozen tundra at Lambeau Field in Wisconsin, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, visiting the Packers in front of their lunatic GZ fans. At seven o'clock on Monday morning, it's the Los Angeles Rams heading to Tampa, Florida to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then at 10.30 on Monday morning, the Buffalo Bills head to Kansas City to Arrowhead of all places you wouldn't want to go with a crazy fan base. They're mad. Buffalo playing Kansas City, just some great games. And our tips, we both tip Cincy, we both tip Green Bay, we both tip Los Angeles, and then we're split in the last game. Sam's on the Chiefs just, and I'm on the Bills just. Um, Fantastic weekend, Sam. Any further from you in summary? Anything else you wanted to talk about, my friend? No, good summary. Super, super amazing lineup of matches this week. And once we get through this week, we're um, unfortunately there's only three games of NFL left, which is always a shame, but they're going to be massive games. So, yeah, enjoy it. Um, I hope everyone enjoys the games this weekend. And and David, I'll um, I'll, we know spoilers, no spoilers coming from me. Uh, I'll let you get home from work and, and hopefully be able to see. Oh, no, I'll I'll be I'll be monitoring scores. It is just okay. one of those okay. things. Good to know. All right, then I'll, I'll be I'll be yeah. in touch. No, no, I won't be able to watch a full replay. I just don't have time. Um, things at uni are very busy at the moment, so especially when I'm uh, on Mon- Mondays and non WH, uh, I'm at Ultimo on Monday. So, now, looking forward to it all. Um, I've got cricket commentary on Sunday alongside our great friend Lucas Jace Holmes, who he and I commentated last week cricket. And uh, as you can imagine, the great man was very professional. We did three games in a row, and it was we both commented to each other, Sam, how much different it is commentating cricket than footy. And we're both sitting up there with our just sitting back in our chair with our legs crossed, just relaxing. He said, It's a lot more relaxing and comfortable than football. And I said, It is because at cricket, you get a chance to analyze in football, it's bang, bang, bang. And so, but the Absolutely. great man enjoyed himself and did a great job. It was, it was a lot of fun. And we're at it again on Sunday. So I can't wait. And, and for all our listeners that may be footy fans as well, uh, if you're an AFL Sydney fan this season, you are going to get to hear the dulcet tones of Dave Redden and Lucas Holmes. For AFL Sydney footy, which is brilliant. I know we're digressing into a different sport, but I know that we're very excited about our footy season as well, David. 
uh, we both are. I, I can't wait to get such a wonderful young talent as Lucas into the commentary box. And uh, go to AFL Premier, Premier, Premier Football in Sydney is not very far away, which is great to hear. It's it's you know, it's a couple of months away, and I think everybody's looking forward to getting a. a I think everybody across all winter codes is looking forward to him to hopefully getting a full year of football in, which would be lovely. Absolutely. On behalf of Sam Zickman, this is David Redden. That's been the Sam and the Big Man podcast. It's covered a lot of things today, AFL, cricket, the passing of meat life, and some wonderful football. Sam, thanks so much for your time. We'll speak to you next week. Thanks, David. Take care, everyone. We will see you soon.